0: Believe it or not, it's already Fishing Has No Boundaries time next weekend. Got a chance to talk with Vance
1: Ballstead. It's been a big part of Bemidji for a lot of years. Paul Bunyan Chapter, us, um, is the second oldest. We say 28 years, but there was actually about a four or five year period before that. Jimmy George, you know Jimmy. Mm -hmm. He and Carol Olson were involved with it, and it was a different organization. Uh, I'm sorry, it's before my time, so I don't remember them. But that organization folded, and Fishing Has No Boundaries came along, and it was a perfect fit. So there's there's probably actually 34, 35 years. And on top of that, it is Lake of the Week Day.
2: It's one that we don't hear a whole lot about, uh, even though it is a really good multi-species fishery. Uh, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, I think one of the reasons we don't hear a lot about it is because we have so many of these small lakes in the Grand Rapids area that have good opportunities for bass and panfish and northern pike.
0: Details are on the way. I got my
2: fishing pool keys tackle box in my hand.
0: Cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four stroke right in the back. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when I'm fishing. Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Well, every year about this time, Vance Ballstead stops in because every year about this time, we're getting ready for Fishing Has No Boundaries. In fact, it is the 28th annual Fishing Has No Boundaries. And Vance, how many of those have you been involved in? A good chunk of them,
1: uh, good chunk, Kevin. I would guess probably 26. After the first 20, you kind of lose track. So. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a great program to be with and I enjoy it very, very much.
0: Now, we, we, we presume something that's been in town this long, everybody knows what it is, but there's always new people moving in and sometimes people, if it's not something that they need or are involved with, they don't really pay attention and... And sometimes circumstances change, and this might fit some people now. So let's just define for people what Fishing Has No
1: Boundaries is. Well, Kev, it's, first of all, we're part of a national organization uh, out of Hayward, Wisconsin. And what the program is is we take people with disabilities fishing for a day and a half on Lake Bemidji. And it's we have disabilities from folks in wheelchairs to people with walkers, people with sight problems. Uh, we're a mixed bag of tricks. And, uh, the great part about it is, um, we see so many of them year after year because they're Bemidji people for a good share. And, uh, it's, we always say it's kind of like our family coming home. Uh, we see them occasionally in, in the community, but this is a big weekend for us coming up and it's a big weekend for them.
0: Most definitely is. And, and, uh, you know, has been going on, like we say, 28 years. I've been to a chunk of them myself, um, Great, great weekend, really um, uh, a special weekend for the people who who um, you do this for.
1: Well, you know, it, it, it's a weekend for our folks that it's, and I, and I always say like this that, you know, you look forward to the World Series or the Super Bowl. This is their one chance of the year for most of them. You get a chance to fish and they look forward to it. And we want to make it as pleasant and fun for them as we can. Um, they come back because we do a good job, evidently. Um, unfortunately, we lose an angler or two uh, through death, or they do move out of the area, and it's, so that leaves a little hole in our heart a little bit. But, but uh, yeah, they come back year after year, and we really enjoy it. So this
0: year in uh, Bemidji, it's, a, it's a June 29th and 30th, a Saturday, Sunday. Um, you always headquarter under the tent at the Lake Bemidji waterfront.
1: Right. We're very, very fortunate. The uh, following weekend is the water carnival, the J.C.'s water carnival, and they're kind enough to put their tent up a week early so that we can use that tent. Um, and without a tent, it gets pretty hot down on the lakefront, as you know. Yeah. And uh, so we use that tent, and and uh, then they, uh, they use it the following week. And uh, as a trade off they borrow uh, folding tables from us so they don't have to mess with folding tables and, and it we're kind of a family together too. It's okay. a little give and take and, and the, the JCs have been wonderful for us. Well that's that's the way it should be with community organizations, shouldn't it? It 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 definitely is, and you know I, I'm glad you touched base on that, Kevin, because this community is community oriented. So many communities, it's like, well, we just do this and do that. This this community comes forward and and steps up the the, the businesses in town, the different organizations. Uh, for instance, the Eagles and, and the the two Lions clubs and, and those kind of folks. And, of course, the what's really nice is is that just the local people step up and help us. Uh, there's only six of us on this committee, so we're stretched thin, very thin. Uh, we'd like to get some more members, by the way, Kevin, so if you don't have 100 irons in the fire, <laughs> you're, you're more than welcome to join. But like I said, there's six of us, so we count on our volunteers. We count on folks that that uh, give us the opportunity to use their pontoon or a larger fishing boat to get these folks on the lake. Without the community and our volunteers, this event wouldn't happen.
0: We're going to talk more about that in a little while. I I want to go back to the event itself and and talk a little bit about how you not only are serving uh, people with needs in Bemidji, but
1: they come from all over, too. Yeah, you know, we've had a, a, I always call him a young man, but he's not young anymore. He's been coming for so many years that uh, he comes from uh, down by Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, his family has been coming here for so long. They also are going to attempt to go to the Devil's Lake chapter of their fishing event. We have a young gal that comes from down in uh, Wisconsin, south of uh, of uh, Madison, which is a long haul. But they they must think we're doing it right to come that far. And then, of course, we have a lot of folks from the local area. Uh, You know, we'll get them as far as Black Duck or Foston or Bagley or whatever. Um, We have a large contingency from one uh, group home group, if that makes any sense, where they're under one umbrella, but they have like six or eight houses, and and we get a lot of those folks and the REM homes and things like that. So we're a mixed bag of tricks. We really are, and... and, uh, I so look forward to them coming back every year. Uh, I try to stand at the entrance so I can visit with them. Um, I'm, I'm the senior co-chair, so I get let loose a little bit on that day so I can <laughs> float around and visit with everybody a little bit. But, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we've had people as far as Grand Forks, but now with the chapter in Devil's Lake, it's closer for them to go that way. Mm-hmm. And we're pleased as punch that they have that opportunity. Uh, our registrations filled uh, about the 1st of May. We send letters out to those previous and advertised. We were full. We have a waiting list now of folks in case some reason somebody can't make it or whatever, we can plug people in, Um, which is a good thing. Um, I understand Take a Kid Fishing had the same situation this year that all of a sudden they had more anglers than they had equipment. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. We're promoting fishing, and it's a good thing. It's a bad thing because you can't take everybody. Right, right. Now, fishing has no boundaries. I think It started in Hayward, Wisconsin. Am I correct on that? Right, Kev. It started in Hayward, Wisconsin, with a gentleman by the name of Bobby Kamick, And he was a well-known guide for that area. If you got Bobby to take you fishing, you did really well for yourself. Anyway, he broke his leg, and he couldn't get in his boat. And he thought to himself... How do I get people with disabilities in a boat? You know, what do they do? And so he started the original chapter in Hayward, and he lined up a couple, three pontoons, you know, a brand-new program. It's, it's small, and he has fishing boats, and they have, they have uh, uh, ramps of some sort to load people in fishing boats. At one time, they took 225 people. Wow. But it got almost unmanageable for them because they're, again— you short on watercraft. Um, but that's how it started. Bobby started it, um, did a heck of a job. Um, and it's just, boom, there's 23 chapters scattered here and there all over the United States. Of course, Minnesota has, I think, five now, and Wisconsin has six or so. But we've had one in Arizona. I didn't know there was water in Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and Michigan and Ohio and Indiana and and uh, they're looking at getting up into Canada now with some of the groups. So um, it's, it's spreading, slowly spreading. And uh, more opportunities for more people is what we want to do.
0: we got a lot more to cover on this great program with Vance Ballstead. Lake of the Week still to come as well. Don't go away. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. The topic is fishing has no boundaries. Big event coming up to Bemidji next weekend. Vance Ballstead is my guest. Vance,
1: we must be one of the oldest chapters. Yeah, we're actually the second oldest. Okay. Uh, the Paul Bunyan chapter, us, um, is the second oldest, and... Uh, we say twenty eight years, but there was actually about a four or five year period before that that Jimmy George, you know Jimmy mm-hmm. he and Carol Olson were involved with it, and it was a different organization uh, i i'm sorry it's before my time, so i don't remember them, but that organization folded, and fishing has no boundaries came along and it was a perfect fit. So there's there's probably actually 34 or 35 years this has been done. originally it was on on uh, Lake Kitchee over by Cass Lake. And then it moved down to Cameron Park, and it's been down at the waterfront uh, ever since, except for the one year when the waterfront was all being remodeled. And we worked out a Diamond Point, which was very nice. But our yeah. home is down what we call the flats, the flat area by the chamber building, and it works out so well down there.
0: Yeah, it it really does. Um, when you when you talk about uh, pontoons in Hayward, I mean that uh, brings up that that's always seems to be something we need and are always scrambling to to get figured out before it comes to Bemidji.
1: Right, you know, Kevin. A lot of our folks prefer to be in a in a larger fishing boat, a fourteen or sixteen footer. Uh, but most guys that have those they're out fishing on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, so they're hard to get. So we we really lean on pontoon owners. And we need 23 or 24 pontoons. And the reason is a lot of our anglers have an attendant with them to make sure they take their medication when they, and so forth and so on. Um, So we need more pontoons than what people think. Uh, Last count on Monday, we're at 15. And if we're going for 23, we're eight short right now. We don't want to have people sitting in a folding chair on the shore of Lake Bemidji fishing. We want them on the water it's it kevin it, it's fishing yes it's fishing but for so many of our folks it's an outing um they get on the water they get to enjoy the day provided you provide the nice weather again this year <laughs> i'll do what i can you did a great job last year <laughs> um but it's it's an outing for them and they, like i said it's it's a world series or, or super bowl for them it's an exciting thing to do and and uh, um, You know, because you have a disability, it doesn't make any difference to any other fishermen. They all lie like you and I do. Um, Mm -hmm. You catch that six inch perch, and it turns out to be a two foot walleye. You know, it's typical. I have one gal that caught a six-inch perch, and the next day it was a, it was a, a little larger walleye. And the, and the third time she made it, it was a thirty-six-inch northern. It was still the same fish. So they lie just like all fishermen do. They they know how to have fun. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: And that that's the thing that people don't realize is it's not just that you need to cover the number of anglers; it's close to
1: double that. Generally, yeah, yeah it is. Um, When we send our our watercraft, for lack of a better word, we send a a driver, of course, you know, um, and the captain of the boat, and then we send a first mate, and then uh, we try not to get too many attendants. Like, for instance, you get a group home, and they have four people. Well, they'd like to send four attendants, and we can't do that. We ask them to send two, two to two, or two to four, excuse me, one on one, we just we'd have to have forty pontoons to do that. Yeah. Um, but the first mate is in charge of assisting the captain, uh, making sure that if they need worms or if they need minnows, they've got them, uh, which is all supplied to our anglers. Um, all they need to do is show up. They need to come, and we furnish uh, life jackets, and they get a new hat, and they get rods and reels to use, and and bait and and. Uh, we put a cooler of water on every pontoon because we know you need a drink,
2: mm-hmm. and we
1: stay away from pop on the sh- on the water. We have soda pop on shore mm-hmm. because uh, I'm a soda pop junkie. I apologize for that, <laughs> but but uh, I need to get my diet coke every so often. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we we make sure they have water and and everything, and it's 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 fun for them. I tell you what's really interesting, though, Kevin, when it. Time to come in off the lake for lunch or whatever. Don't get between the lake and the porta potties. No, oh, it's yeah. a dead run to the bodies. <laughs> you know, which is a good thing. We have them handy. Yeah, you know, but stay out of the way.
0: Um, so, for those uh, pontoon owners who needed their annual reminder uh, that we're giving them out, how, and how do they uh, how do they let you know I'm available?
1: Well, we have uh, a, a person that's in charge of the pontoons, um, but he's working. So much of the time, Nathan Halsey. So the best thing to do is just to call me at my number, 444-3292, and I will get the information to him. Uh, Every year we get three or four new pontoons from people we've never met before, and we're hoping that can happen because we'll lose one or two. Uh, My motor broke down. Uh, I've got it in the shop. That happens. So we're always looking for some new folks that can step up. We had a gentleman last year had a 14 foot fishing boat, and he said, because of your visiting with me, he called and said, it's not a big boat, but it's a 14 footer, and it'll take people fishing. And I said, that's what we want to do. So uh, we put a couple people. And we put in the, again the captain, an assistant, and an angler, or maybe two, depending on the size of the boat. We want them on the water. We don't want to be sitting on the shore, like I said. <laughs> Give Vance a call if you've got a boat and can help out.
0: We've got a lot more to cover and a lot more opportunities for you to help this great cause next week when we check back in with Vance. Up next, though, it's time for the Lake of the Week.
2: Fishing, the only sport with more logos than
0: NASCAR. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the
1: Weekday, holy cow.
0: Checking in once again with Dave Weitzel out of the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. And today, uh, our Lake of the Week is Little Ball Club Lake. And Dave... Uh, every now and then, here's, here's how I find lakes of the week. There's, I, I've got a list of ones I've done in the past. I, I try to take a look back at the ones I haven't done for at least 10 years or so and pick some from there. And then I go on the, on the DNR site, then go through the map and just find lakes. And this is what happened with this one. I just found Little Ball Club. I didn't even know there was a Little Ball Club until this spring. Uh, I'm guessing that I'm not alone in that.
2: No, uh, it's one that we don't hear a whole lot about, uh, even though it is a really good multi-species fishery. Uh, And, you know, to be honest with you, I think one of the reasons we don't hear a lot about it is because we have so many of these small lakes in the Grand Rapids area that have good opportunities for bass and panfish and northern pike. Um, You know, and Little Ball Club is just another great example of that.
0: Well, one of the uh, things that I, I noticed uh, quite r- right away was the number of uh, black crappie you were able to sample. And sometimes black crappie are hard to sample, but you shoot you, you from plenty of them.
2: Yeah, it seems like it has a really good crappie population, uh, and we actually see a decent size quality on the lake. Uh, and I think that's what most people are targeting when they go out on Little Ball Club, particularly in the wintertime. Uh, it seems like anglers think of it mostly as a crappie lake, uh, even though there's definitely opportunities for other fish out there.
0: Yeah, I know there's plenty of bluegills in there as well, it looks like.
2: Yep, yep, definitely bluegills. Uh, there's some bass to be had. Um, Northern Pike, there's even a few walleye swimming around out there.
0: So one of those lakes that just has a little bit of everything in it.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: So uh, what, what what does it have in it that makes it uh, so productive, even though it's not particularly large?
2: I think it's kind of the right mix of habitats that can really benefit a lot of different fish species. Um, you know, one thing it's got going for it is that it has a really healthy plant community, uh, so that provides good cover for the bluegill, the black crappie, the bass, um, certainly the pike that are out there. Um You know, all of those fish find a good place to live. Uh, It's actually got really high numbers of yellow perch, um, you know, so that really helps with your predators like your pike uh, and the walleye. Uh, For one reason or another, it seems like the walleye numbers have always been relatively low out there, even uh, through periods when we've tried to stock the lake. Um, It just seems like we can't get big numbers of walleye out there. Uh, but there's certainly the opportunity to catch a few, and if you get one, it's probably going to be a pretty nice fish.
0: Okay, that I would think would be one of the more interesting things in in your line of work is just uh, getting out there and, and trying things and discovering what works. And even if you can't figure out why it doesn't work, it's it's still fascinating to me um, the the whole process of of making you're, you know having fish grow and and trying to trying to help it along. Um, I'm assuming that's that's why you're in this business.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, little ball, ball Club Lake, have you ever been on it?
2: Uh, actually, I have not. Uh, you know, there's, there again, we've got uh, so many lakes <laughs> over here that we manage that I haven't had a chance to, to get out on this one. Uh, but to be honest with you, it's uh, on my radar for a lake to check out. Um, we actually did a survey out there last summer, and uh, I'm kind of a, a panfish guy myself. Uh, the bluegills were quite impressive out there, so it's one that uh, I want to try for, for bluegill this summer, and uh, you know, I think I can do fairly well out there.
0: Is it uh, one of these lakes, or if you just want a quiet day to get away from it all, it's a good lake for that?
2: Absolutely.
0: Not, uh, not a lot of pressure, I'm guessing?
2: Not a lot. Uh, you know, In the summertime, I wouldn't be surprised that you'd have the lake to yourself.
0: And it's, uh, it's located within the uh, Chippewa National Forest. I'm assuming there's not a whole lot of development on that lake at all.
2: No, very little. Um, there, there are a few cabins uh, kind of along the highway, but for the most part, it's pretty quiet out there.
0: Oh, I love that. That is, that is awesome. Um, and it's, uh, it's an, earthen, uh, an earthen ramp, so it, it maybe isn't the easiest way to get a boat in?
2: Um, is- yeah, you know, you can probably get most boats in there, uh, without too much difficulty, but, uh, you know, it, it's probably best suited for a, a smaller boat.
0: Okay. Uh, and the best way to get there, I, it looks to me like uh, it's off highway 46, correct? The uh, access?
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, and for those of us coming over from Bemidji on highway two, uh, where do we find highway, where do, where do we run into highway 46?
2: Uh, right in Deer River.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So, as, soon as you get to Deer River, you take a left. Yeah, um, coming um, from Bemidji
2: you take a left and head north.
0: Okay, and uh, and there, there's the yeah. You'll see the sign. I'm assuming there's a sign there for those who want to hit that hit that lake. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Good panfish lake and some northerns in there. Maybe a walleye or two. Uh, it's always fun for uh, to tool around on a lake and, and find a whole bunch of different kinds of fish.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, you, a guy could certainly give a little ball club a try, and uh, you know, there's a lot of other small lakes in the area to consider as well if you're making a trip over toward Grand Rapids.
0: Well, uh, very valid point. You know, if you're headed north of, of Deer River, you know, you're going to run into a ton of lakes up in that area.
2: Yeah, yep, the opportunities are nearly endless.
0: <laughs> I uh, I had a daughter, had several daughters who went to camp in, in Blue Water, so... We would drive over there in the summertime and just, uh, just uh, you know, and I live in an area, obviously, Bemidji, where there's a bazillion of those little lakes too, but uh, I was always amazed with how beautiful and how many lakes there were up in that area too. We are very, very lucky to live where we are, certainly. Um, but uh, make a stop at Little Ball Club and try something new maybe than you than you have before. That's, that's one of the things I always encourage on the show, Dave, is just to take advantage of, of those little lakes that you you go past all the time instead of going to the same old lake all the time. uh, Try a little variety in your life.
2: Yeah, you know, every one of them is a little bit different. Uh, They each have their own challenges, and and they're all a lot of fun to uh, get out and do a little fishing on.
0: All right, Little Ball Club Lake is our Lake of the Week. Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office is my guest. Dave, as always, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you. and Bob Bunyan Country.
1: Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me.
0: Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible! I can't believe it!
1: That's- Soldier, get
0: a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtn2gaming.com
2: for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residence 17+. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 320 at 23.